tensions between Canada and China increased yesterday. They escalated after Canada was asked to suspend meat exports to um, over what Chinese embassy officials are calling forged certificates to do with our uh, pork and specifically an additive in a food that we give to our pigs that is banned in China. It makes sense of what's going on. David Aiken joins us right now. He is our chief political correspondent for Global News. Uh, welcome to the show. It's good to have you on, David. Yeah, thanks, Kelly. And I, I do politics mostly, but I've been learning a lot about agriculture in the last uh, 12 or 14 hours. I did grow up in Guelph, and there's a big agricultural school at the university there, so happy to sort of get to my roots. And what we seem to have here is, if you pardon the pun, there is a bit of a legitimate beef here that China may have. And let me sort of explain what happened. Right, well, for the last few weeks, China has been expecting every single package of Canadian pork that comes in. And that's, that, that, that goes hand-in-hand hand with these raised tensions between Canada and China right now. So they do an inspection, and they find this banned substance. It's called ractopamine, and it's something that beef farmers, pork farmers, and turkey farmers typically add into the meal of an animal as it's finishing. So just at the end of would stop the slaughter, they want it to be more muscular, a little more leaner, this ractopamine. Perfectly legal additive in Canada, in the United States, in Mexico, but it's banned. It's illegal in the European Union. Uh, Russia, a bunch of other countries, and China. So China sees evidence of this ractopamine and says to Canada, what's going on here? How did this get in the the, the supply? And it's the Canadian Food Inspection Agency that does the investigation, and the Canadians find evidence of these forged veterinary certificates attached to packages that seem to be coming from a packing plant near Montreal. Uh, The packing plant is called Frigal Royale. And so the, the Canadians who found this called in the RCMP, let's find out what's going on, and the Canadians tell the Chinese what they found. And this is where is this overreaction by the Chinese. Instead of the Chinese saying, right, we're, we're halting all shipments from Frigo Royale, mm-hmm. or just halting all port shipments, China says to Canada, you have a giant safety loophole in your uh, food system, and we ask you to suspend the export certificates for all meat, beef and pork, and that's where we find ourselves today in this, uh, you know, is, is this going to happen? It seems as it is that Canada is, is prepared to consider this request. Well, first it was canola, then it was uh, soy. Now it is all meat products. How much is this going to hurt our, our farmers? It, it, it's, it's not as big as canola. Canola is a $4 billion a year business that, that we do with China. Uh, beef and pork exports were on track to do about a half a billion dollars this year. That's, that's, that's a lot of change. A lot of that is uh, Ontario and Quebec pork farmers are selling into the uh, the China market. The cattle uh, business, primarily a Western-based business, uh, it's big. It, I was talking to officials last night on both sides, and and it was I found it quite muted their response. They were trying not to play this up, and my sense is they hope this is temporary. Mm-hmm. And here's the other thing: in China right now, there's a huge problem in Chinese pork farms are running rife with African swine fever. So China's having real problems with its domestic pork industry, and it seems like they're really shooting themselves in the foot if they want to start picking a battle with Canada over our pork. They need some pork. It's a staple of the Chinese diet. And so, again, this seems, again, like there's a, there's a kernel of a legitimate grievance here, mm-hmm. but is China overreacting? because of the arrest of that Huawei executive, Wang Wangzhou, in Vancouver. David, you said that hopefully this is not going to, uh, this is going to be a short 
um, stoppage of the meet. But um, speak to the timing of the G20, which is this week in Japan. That might actually uh, be more... evidence that this is going to be short because both sides want to wrap up this uh, Meng Wan Zhou situation, don't they? The Chinese, well, yes, actually, both sides do. The problem is it's not going to be wrapped up soon because in Canada, of course, prime ministers cannot phone up judges and say, release the prisoner. There's a process, and that extradition process that Meng is in the midst of, it, it could go on for years. But that's the way we do it here. In China, of course, yeah, the president phones up judges and say, you know, release the prisoners. That's the way they do it. We don't do that here. So that's not going to get resolved quickly. But is Justin Trudeau going to be talking to a lot of people this week in Japan to try and convince them to convince China uh, to release um, the two prisoners that they have? Absolutely. So so at this G20 summit, China is at the top of the agenda for everybody. And the main event will be President Trump. He's going to be there. And China President Xi Jinping. I mean, China and the U.S. are on this trade war collision course. Canada's sort of a part player. Last week, of course, Trudeau was in Washington to ask Trump, saying, hey, we arrested Meng Wanzhou on your behalf. You need to step up and help us because we're getting pummeled here. Trump said he'd see what he could do. But China's right at the top. Now, whether Trudeau gets a lot of chance to put his case to Xi Jinping, we'll see. I mean, that's one of the reasons we'll be over there. We'll be covering it. Um, but for everybody, has problems right now with China. And so the, the message from the West, Canada included, will be, China, you've got an unemployment problem. You've got a food safety problem. You know, you want your businesses to be healthy and prosperous. Here's how we all win. You follow international rules of trade. And China has not been doing that with a lot of people, not just us. And uh, that is the message that Trudeau, Trump, you name it, are going to hear, are going to give to President Xi Jinping uh, when they when the meeting opens up. How detrimental is this for Justin Trudeau? You know, uh, we've heard that the opposition have basically said that um, it's it's clear this is not a, an issue of food safety, but a political issue caused by mm-hmm. Justin Trudeau's incompetence and weakness on the world stage. I mean, this Meng Wanzhou situation has been going on for a long time. There are Ian Lee, we were speaking with him in the morning show this morning with staff and uh, Tina, and he's an economist and a professor at Carleton, and he said there's basically yeah. three solutions. You, you go to Trump and you say, this is your problem, deal with it, which they've already done. Uh, the other is you release Meng away and you cross your fingers and hope that they'll do the same or Trudeau needs to sit down with the president of China say we need um, you to release our prisoners and we'll release Meng Wanzhou we cannot release her that's the point we can't release Meng there's just no way around it because our system is not built that way we, we don't have politicians for obviously very good reasons uh, phoning up judges or telling judges that this is what you need to do Meng Wanzhou's in the middle of an extradition proceeding. She's got lots of lawyers. She's living very comfortably under, quote, house arrest in a giant house in Vancouver. And she could spend years basically dithering through the Canadian system before push comes to shove. Um, She is presenting evidence that former Canadian Prime Minister Jean Chrétien, among others, are saying, hey, why don't we just release Meng Wanzhou? And for the Chinese, that's evidence that this is a possibility in the Canadian system, and it ipso facto is not. And that is... I think to Trudeau's credit, saying, we don't do that. We cannot, quote, release her. It's completely not in our power. It's up to a judge. 
So let's see how that process works. Now, that said, the actions by Kretschmann and the actions by Trump. Trump has said, oh, maybe, uh, you know, we dropped the charges in exchange for something. Um, and if the U.S. dropped the charges, then we don't hold her either because that we have no reason if there's no pending charge. Mm-hmm. She immediately gets released by us. But that to the Chinese says that Trump is just, this is not a real charge. It's just politics. Uh, they're trying to do trade wars by other means. And that's the message the Chinese get. And so all the Canadian government is trying to do is saying, we got rules and we are following them. And we are not bending or breaking particularly judicial rules uh, for one case. That just sends a, for a middle power, that sends absolutely the worst example in the world. That said, the conservatives, you're right, have been saying, Trudeau, you know, it's time to punch back in some other ways. What can we do to levy some pain on the Chinese? The problem when we start talking about that is if we started banning exports of X, Y, or Z to China, it probably hurts us more than it does them. And then as a politician, you'd have to sort of do this sort of uh, this cost-benefit. For instance, why are we inspecting every single product that comes in from China, right, just to send a message? Well, you know, you'd back up the port of Vancouver by about a week and a half, mm-hmm. and, you know, every store in the GTA would be late getting their stuff. Do you want to do that? Maybe it comes down to at some point, but that's the price of being a PM. You're going to get probably attacked on all sides no matter what you do. But he can't be releasing there's just no way. It's, it's impossible. A PM cannot phone up a judge and say, you need to do this. David, I want to thank you for your time because I know you're uh, you're on a time crunch here. So thanks so much for joining us. Hey, no problem, Kelly. Have a great morning. Cheers. You too. That's David Aiken, Chief Political Correspondent for Global News. Wow, what a mess. So what do you do at the end of the day? Well, it should be an interesting G20.